Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Sober. Busy Living Sober. Busy Living Sober. Episode 186. 186. 186 episode, everybody out there. How is everybody today? And how are you, JF? I'm just grand, thank you. You're grand? I, I am. I'm in my house where I've been for a long time. And uh, I'm tired of it. Oh, you are? I like a lot of people. Are you tired of it? Yes, I am. You are. Mm -hmm. I spend like eight to ten hours a day in this tiny little room all by myself. Five days a week. And I'm ready to get out and do something. Tough. Mm -hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. It's COVID though. What are you going to do? I think that, um, I think there's resources though. Mm -hmm. I do believe that there's resource. This is a resource. I think, I know people listen to this often. <laughs> yes. And, um, they find some solution with this. And, um, so our topic today on episode 186 is reaching out for help. And reaching out for help. I have my little, I have, I have something that I wanted to, um, I, I forgot my oh, little. Oh, do share. Because I have a prop today. A cell phone. <laughs> mm. Which is an amazing tool to use. Mm -hmm. Even though sometimes it's the hardest thing to do, right? Because yes. that our egos get in and say, what is somebody going to think if I reach out for help? What is somebody going to think if I actually am finally at my breaking point and I need help. What are they going to think? Well, I think that the, I think what I know, what I know to be true, and I don't know a lot, but I do know a couple things. What I know to be true is that reaching out for help as human beings who are never taught to reach out for help. And when we're little, we're never taught to reach out for help. We're like, we got this. We got this. I can ride this bike. I can ride this bike when I'm a little kid. I can do this. I can do that. I don't need your help. I don't need your help. Don't hold on to the bike anymore. Let me go ride my bike by myself. But the reality is, is we all need help, right? We can't do this life by ourselves. And um, I think that this COVID, especially for me, I mean, I started off saying you're, you know, you're sick and tired of being here in, in your, in your, even though you're making a lot of noise right now. Um, <laughs> I say that I don't say that to a lot of guests, but I'm telling that to my husband. Like, you're making noise with the phone. Um, <laughs> reaching out for help when you're feeling jammed up is really important, and it's, in fact, it's a matter of life or death, really, in a lot of ways. Because I feel like if you don't reach, if one doesn't reach out for help and you keep trying to figure it out yourself and you know, if it's me bouncing ideas with me, it's only here, right? It's going in here. It's going in here. It's going in here. Nothing comes out. It stays right here. And I just play the same tape over and over and over and over again. There's no resolution there. There's no. That's right. And you get limited by your, uh, your own imagination too. That's it. You know, your limit is only what you can think of. Right. And when you can't think of anything, and like for me, it's been this, I, I, I have hit a breaking point. I have hit a breaking point. I literally the past 
three weeks, two weeks, especially this past weekend, it's been, I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sick of fucking COVID. Excuse my French. I've, uh, I have had enough COVID and, um, I've had enough. I, you know, it's interesting because some addicts and alcoholics are, they're the biggest thing is that they're isolators. They love to isolate. In fact, I had somebody call me today who's been isolating for years and they're loving their They're getting all jammed up. And I think that if you're an isolator, this can be comfortable, but I think it, this too must get to the place inside of you that you're like, oh my gosh, I, I, I have enough of me, enough of thinking about me, enough of me, me, me. I can tell you this. I'm not an isolator. Um, that is the last thing I ever do. In fact, I, I stay out a lot, as you would probably attest to, because I remember there's been many times that JF's like, where have you been? What are you doing? You're out all day long. And I just find stuff to do. I run into people. I start talking to them. I have, you know, I just make friends places. I talk to people in the grocery store. My kids are like, oh my God, mom, do you have to talk to everybody? But I would talk to everybody, right? I talk to the checkout person. I'd meet somebody that I don't even know and start talking to them. And it was amazing. Like, and I meet strangers all the time. Like I have no stranger danger. I didn't, I think I missed that in kindergarten and I miss that. I miss humans. I miss hugs. I miss smiles because now you have the mask on and you can't even see what anybody's looking at, but you just, that's really strange. Isn't it? I agree with you on that. It feels so yucky. Mm-hmm. I can tell you this. I remember the first time I went to the grocery store during COVID. And if I've talked about this on the podcast, I'm sorry for repeating myself, but it was so such a, a, a day that I, I don't think I'll ever forget. I, I don't like horror movies. I don't like darkness. I don't like dark stuff. Um, there's stuff in my past, hence I don't like being around darkness. I don't like watching dark things. And I walked into a grocery store here and everybody had those things on the masks on and the tape was on the floor and I was like am I in a movie like this is just so uncomfortable and as an alcoholic as someone that for many years used alcohol to suppress that that those fears and not being able to pick something and mask it up makes me, I have to do something else. I have to get, I have to talk about it. I have to talk about how I've been scared, how it feels uncomfortable, how the media is just what, I can't even go into the political thing, but like the media, it's just, it's too much. It's constant 24, seven, 365. I don't even watch, I hate watching the news. It's depressing and I don't hear anything uplifting. I did love John Krasinski's like little show on YouTube. He did a show called um, Some Good News and I did watch that, but that's over. There were only eight episodes, but you know, this feeling, these feelings, these feelings, these feelings. And when we're sitting at home and just living our lives and we don't have the outlets we used to have those feelings become more intensified, right? So reaching out for help is so imperative, I believe. I believe that, you know, I think nobody, again, is taught to go get a therapist, right? Right. I think that it's a weakness, right? It's a sign of weakness. I don't have this. I need to, I don't want a therapist. I've got friends that I'm like, do you think you maybe should go talk to a therapist? I don't think I need to talk to a therapist. 
like, what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with me. Like it's something bad. Like, and I think it's actually a luxury to be able to have someone that is non, you know, no one, they're not in your life. They have no real opinion about your life. They're just someone that can lend an ear and maybe get a different bird's eye view of what's going on in your life and give you some tools that you may use to get yourself out of the way you're feeling of yuckiness. Do you agree? Yes. And I think that it's, um, it's especially helpful that they can, uh, you know, for me anyways, it helps to get me out of the way of my own judgment of every situation, you know, because they are a neutral party and, and they're non-judgmental and they can generally get me to just step back and let all that go and take a, a real look at it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a true gift. And I think that if you're out there and you feel jammed up, it's been six months. This has been six months. I pray it's over soon. I pray people start wearing masks, but you know, if you're feeling jammed up and, and rather than picking up that drink, I think like reaching out for more help is always a better, is a really an amazing tool. And I think the, if you have had therapists that you've seen in the past, then call them, see them on zoom on FaceTime, I think there's, and then there's this thing called Talkspace, I think it's called. It's an app. I don't think it's very expensive. And you can go on there and find a therapist and they're right at your disposal. But like taking life into your own hands at this time where I think you don't, we don't, we can't go talk to our friends. It's like, there's no intimacy of talking to a friend because again, you thought your friend might be like, well, wait, where were you last week? Did you go somewhere? Were you at a park? Did you go to a park? Did you go to a gathering? And we're constantly overthinking where people have been. Do you agree? Absolutely. I mean, it's not, I don't know. It's, I, I wouldn't say for myself, I wouldn't call it overthinking, but I just get like, I don't know where that person's been. So I don't know what they have. So how do I know if it's okay for me to be around them? Right. Well, it's kind of, I think it's ultimately fear-based thinking, you know, but you try to be uh, prudent and do the right thing. And, you know, uh, like <clears throat> I would, um, you know, I would personally feel terrible if I did something where I got COVID and, and the worst part would be maybe I didn't know that I got it and I gave it to somebody else and, and caused them a terrible, terrible sickness. You know, that's my real fear. Right. So that, again, brings us back to the place where here we are. We're just with each other. It's mm -hmm. been It's been hard. It's hard. Because I don't think as human beings, we're supposed to be together 24-7, 365 with no other interaction. I just don't think it's a healthy dynamic for people, right? No. Even just being a, a lot of people don't have somebody else. So thank God I'm, I I thank God every morning that I get to wake up next to somebody because that's way better than those poor people that have to wake up next to nobody. You know, that's got to be really awful. So, so involved is so important. What's that? Getting involved. And that even means on a zoom, you know, I get start every day, as you know, at, at a zoom meeting, it's, mm -hmm. with, you know, and it's become kind of like a family, like every morning. And it's, like a Brady Bunch, the Brady Bunch, and on the Partridge family, they were all like in little squares. Yes, that's what it feels like, kind of. It's like you mm -hmm. got, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? 
up? How was your night? How was your night? And it's just, it's such a nice feeling, you know, it's such mm -hmm. a nice feeling to be able to wake up every morning and see how these people are doing and check in on them. And like, how are you doing with like, what's going on in the world? You know, what is going on? And it's not like it's a, it's, it's, um, what's it called group therapy, but, but we do talk about the solution and we read a reading that then we all get of our opinions on. And it's just a nice way to start the day. And I do that every day. And you know what I do before that? I do. You do know. You want me to tell you? You meditate. I meditate. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell this out there so, to the listeners. So I, I ha have found of my journey, of my journey. 14 years that meditation is hard, right? For me in the beginning, it was very hard. And I took a course at a university up in Pennsylvania, university, university of Pennsylvania. I took a meditation mindfulness course and it was a great starting place for me from that was probably maybe 10 years ago. Now, I think it was a long time ago. And I did that. And I, remember like it was so amazing to hear this professor say to me you know when you meditate you will never not it, your brain will never stop like you're always have thoughts it's what you do with the thoughts because i always thought the meditation was like oh i've got to sit there mm, i'm not gonna have any thoughts because I could never do it. It was like for a long time, I was like, oh, I can't meditate. My brain just goes like, uh, what am I going to make for dinner? Is there, is there laundry in the washer? Did the dog go out? Did I pick up the dog poop? Oh my gosh, I don't know if I did. Is there mail? Oh, did I pay that bill? I mean, my brain, I mean, that's just like, I mean. Exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. But the longer, um, you know, I, I used to do, and I still do if they, if another one comes out, but, and there's one out there that's right now that's free. My next thing after I did the, the pen thing was I did an Oprah and Deepak Chopra and it's free. And you just put an Oprah Deepak Chopra 21 day meditation and it's free. I know there's one that's still up there and I did it for 21 days. I'm like, I can do this for 21 days. 21 days is not that long. I can do this for 21 days. Heck, I've been stuck in this house with my husband for six months. <laughs> I can do anything for 21 days. <laughs> I did 21 days of the, and that, again, that would be an amazing, that was an awesome experience as well. And now the longer that I've been trying to do it, so this woman said to me, why don't you, do you have a place that you go when you meditate? It's like, no, I always did it in bed. I, before I get out of bed, I would do one of these time. It's called insight timer. It's free as well. But so I did this insight. I would go to insight timer and I do one for five minutes and I do it in bed. Remember when I used to do it in bed? Yes. Am I boring you? No. Um, so I would, <laughs> I ha he just yawned for those of you that are listening or watching this on YouTube. Um, so I built this, I built a meditation. It's an altar, honey. Altar. Mm -hmm. Space. Like I, I made a space and I made this space and I had these big pillows that I had never used and I put them in there and I have a Buddha and I have just stuff I like, right? I have some candles. And so I get up in the morning, I get out of bed and I go light these candles and I sit with the Buddha and if I can do it, I'd love to do it for 40 minutes every day, but sometimes I oversleep. So like today I only got like 15 minutes. 
but I love to do like 40 minutes and just get into this place where I'm like, you just sit there and you close your eyes and you watch the thoughts, but it just gets you quiet. And even if you don't believe in God, I do believe in God. So I, pr- I do a lot of praying during that time and I pray for loved ones and I pray for just God's guidance for the day. And please just let me be non-judgmental. I just do a lot of different little prayers and it's given me, it's a great way to start the day. So I I'm do- glad you mentioned prayer because I, that's a, <clears throat> that's a big thing of mine, you know, is every morning I start out with the prayer and, uh, I've been paying attention to a lot of what I've been hearing lately and, um, I'm kind of modifying it to, um, just God, please help, you know, and rather than I used to ask like, well, help me with this and help me with that. And this is, I need help here and I need help there. And, uh, but I realized that, um, you know, I, by doing that, I'm closing myself off to, uh, the infinity of God because I'm just concentrating on what I can concentrate on. And uh, I'm trying to, to, you know, get the channel open so that I can be exposed to the full infinite higher power that I have in my life. And so when you do that, do, do you notice if you don't do it, how you feel and what it's versus doing it? Well, yeah, I do. I do because I, I, and it's something that I need to do, like I do it every morning and where I, where I, where I lapse is that I forget to do it throughout the course of the day and I'm becoming much more aware of that. So I'm trying to pay more attention to that and do it throughout the course of the day instead of, cause what, where I really want to get to is like right now I'm the one who makes the decisions like what I need help with and what I don't need help with. And, uh, I, I want to try to open myself up more to, uh, more help in every facet of my life, every single one of them, not most, not some, not the ones that I think I need help in, but just in every part of my life. And when I do that, um, I find that, you know, amazing things happen. I've really used that channel in work. And it's made a big difference in my work. And I'm trying to use that channel in my relationships now. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. It's, um, but that whole part of like reaching out for help and some people, I, I think that I, I've seen people in my life that they get older and they're like, I don't need any help. I got this. I've been sober for a long, long time. I don't need any help. And I think that that's, I think we always all need help. I think that it brings, um, I think that it, for me, it's helped me so much, right? So I do my meditation, then I do my meeting and people are like, well, I don't know about doing a meeting. How do you do a meeting? And I want to say to you that if you're out there and you're like, I want to go to a meeting, I just am scared or I don't know where to start. You can go to Zoom, you can go to Google. Go to Google on your phone, go it on your computer and just put in whatever meeting you're kind of looking for. If you're looking for something about food, you can go to Overeaters Anonymous. If you're looking for alcohol, you can go to AA. You, if you're looking for 
family of origin stuff. You can go to adult children of alcoholics. If you're dealing with family stuff, you can go to Al-Anon. I mean, there's so, and then you put in Zoom meeting and they give you the code and you can go anywhere in the world. You know, I go to this meeting sometimes that's, it's based in Los Angeles, but there are people from Russia all the way to Hawaii and everything in between. And it's amazing the resources that are out there, the, the, the resources, the meetings that are available out there. It's just awesome. And if you're able to take yourself out of what you're doing in your house and put down your phone, like this is just social media, all of it. It's like, it's exhausting. I have to tell you one of the things I did when I decided to call this woman, it was three weeks ago. I embarked on doing this whole, this big, um, therapeutic transformation I was working on. I'm going to call it a transformation. I don't know. I think I'm still transforming, but I, you know, one of her suggestions, which I took to heart and did was that she said, turn off all your social media, put down your phone. Don't get on your phone for three days. Oh my God. Liberated. I don't even have Facebook on my phone anymore. I got I'm just off of it. I just don't look at it anymore. It's kind of crazy. I don't, you know, I just, being a voyeur in other people's lives during COVID is definitely not doing anything for my psyche. I can imagine that it wouldn't. Now, you're one of the people in the world, one of the few that doesn't even have social media. Correct. So you don't even know what that's like to have that going on, right? No, I just never got interested in it. Lucky for you. I got enough problems. I don't need that one too. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, maybe getting signing off the social media could also be beneficial for for the people that are out there. It's like just saying, you know what? I don't need to know what Betty Sue is doing down the street or Sally Mae. And if I really care to see what they're doing, I'm actually going to pick up the phone and call them and talk to them and see how they're doing rather than going and watching through their life, through their lens of their camera, which their, the snapshot was from one millisecond. So Mm -hmm. I think picking up, I think turning that off is also a good thing to do during this time. And if you are battling alcohol, it's like reaching out to somebody. It's so, it's so God, it's so hard. But once you do it, it's like the rewards are so amazing. You know, they're just so amazing. I feel like there's so many rewards out there today in my life for just taking this time. It's been difficult. It's hard. I feel like, but through every hard time comes such growth. Yes. They say that, uh, well, they say what, that, what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. But that's kind of a, I don't know if I really like that too much. But I always liked what, uh, you know, what somebody said about learning how to, um, like, sit in your own discomfort and learning how to be comfortable in your own discomfort is what he said, um, which seems like an oxymoron. But his point was is that it's those times of discomfort that um, that causes us to, uh, you know, have the biggest growth growth spurts you know the most change and uh it says you know somewhere in uh some literature that i picked up someplace um you know change or die 
And uh, that's something as a, as an addict that I subscribe to is that, you know, I need to change or I'm going to die. And, uh, you know, and that really is important to me because it's really easy to, as with an ego to fall back and say, well, you know, that person needs to change and this person needs to change and this situation needs to change and all these things need to change. It doesn't work that way. You know, it's just me that needs to change. And we need help sometime changing, don't we? Well, we certainly do. And we need, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Edmund Hillary didn't make it to the top of Mount Everest without his Sherpas. And, uh, you know, we all, we all need those. We all need those Sherpas. You know, we all definitely need the help. I need the help. And the last thing I'm going to talk about is exercise. And I know it's been difficult for you to exercise. You definitely are not exercising these days, not just to keep your inventory, but I know that you're having a hard time. And for me- That's why it's really hard. It's hard to get motivated because it's something I would like, I would do. I'd be like, okay, it's three o'clock. I'm going to go to the gym. And it's the same thing. And I'd see the same people at the gym at the same time every day. And, you know, they're like your gym friends. You say hi and, you know, they have all the equipment there and it's great. And, and when you're done, you just, you leave and, and it's, it's over and done with. And so it's hard to get motivated at home. We have to use your own equipment, which here is a bunch of like giant rubber bands and you're by yourself and it's just, you know, there's, there's no social element to it at all. So I've found that, um, yes, it really takes a lot of, of, uh, effort of will for me to actually get out and do it. So for me, I have been wanting to be better at yoga for a really long time because I believe that the flexibility that I do not have will be better for my golf game, everything. It'll be better for my core. It really works on your, you know, on your whole core. And mm -hmm. so I started doing, there's this person on YouTube, her name's Adrian. And she's got all these series that you can do. So I've committed that I'm going to do 30 days with Adrian, And I'm on day three. I finished day three. So um, I'm going to just try it. And I'm going to give myself, I, I'm not making myself do it at a certain time. I just have to do it before I go to bed, right? And it's normally like, I think the longest one I've done so far is 33 minutes. It's not that long. Like I can, mm -hmm. so if I spend an hour on Elizabeth Care, you know, Elizabeth care being my meditation. I guess it's two hours if you think about my meeting too. So I do meditation half an hour. I do yoga a half an hour and I do a meeting. That's two hours. That's not that much in the day to think about that. That's going to give me peace of mind and serenity, right? Yes. And that doesn't even count my times that I talk on the phone to other people because that is a lot. I talk on the mm -hmm. phone. Yes, you do. I do talk on the phone a lot. And if you're out there and you're battling this crazy, horrendous disease, please know that you're not alone. You can always reach out to me at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at busylivingsober.com. You know, this was fun. Thank you. I know you're a little tired, so thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's good, Thank it's good you. to be on. It's good to be on. It's good to be with everybody again. Isn't it fun? Yeah, so everybody have a great week, and I guess I'll talk to you soon. We'll talk to them soon. And until yep. next time, everybody, keep getting busy living 
Soba. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Jeff. Bye.